0: Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, a Teen Mom Deep Dive Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hi, hey everyone. Okay, first of all, I'm recording this on Thursday night. I'm out of town this weekend, so I'm sure some big update is going to happen. But if you do not follow me on social media, feathers underscore pod, which by the way, I've been getting a lot of really weird comments lately. I feel like people who don't listen to this podcast or don't know me have somehow found that account and have been leaving me really wild comments. (laughs) And I'm like, do you know me? Because I feel like my listeners all really have a good understanding of my voice, if you will, and like the tone that I'm usually conveying. And maybe I need to make that account private. So it's just for Feathers listeners. But in case you don't know, Leah and Jalen broke up. I, first of all, I'm once again begging people not to send me Teen Mom news. (laughs) I promise you I will see it immediately. I, I promise. They happened to break up like while I was driving to campus and like the 15 minutes I wasn't looking at my phone and I had 20 messages. Like, I will get there. I very much promise. But Leah and Jalen posted to Instagram. They did a joint little post. Let me read it. This happened on Tuesday. Let's see. They did a joint post with one of their, I think, a photo shoot from their engagement where Jalen's wearing women's pants. Um <laughs> While the last year has been tremendously exciting for both of us, we've realized that it's best that we walk our separate paths. We are so grateful for the lessons, growth, and memories we've had in this relationship. So many of you have watched our love story unfold, and we hope that you'll continue to watch our stories while we move forward as friends. We will forever have love and respect for each other, and we ask for our privacy as we refocus and transition out of this chapter together. Um, what? Huh? What? I am so fucking confused. I would have bet my life. them getting married like I well first of all actually I thought that we'd be getting a Christmas day baby announcement I could picture it perfectly they're all in their little like matching pajamas and it's like we're adding one more like I was really sure she would get pregnant again and get pregnant again soon and I was definitely sure they get married because I thought Jalen would want to have a big wedding I mean Leah too but I thought Jalen would really want to have a big wedding I'm I've seen a lot of people be like "Mm, I'm not surprised I'm really surprised. (laughs) Like, I, I would never have predicted that they would have broken up before the wedding or if not like before the wedding, like so soon. I mean, they just got engaged two months ago. What the fuck could have happened? They just moved. Well, I didn't. I guess they didn't just move into that new house, but they're living in that house or they were living in that house. Did Leah sell her old house? I guess maybe she sells that townhouse she was living in. Leah's living arrangements for the last few years have been confusing to me. But I'm blown away. I really can't believe it. I've seen a bunch of speculation and theories. And I will say the one right off the bat that I cannot believe is that he, that they were like a fake relationship from the beginning and they were both doing it like for clout or whatever. There's no way Leah could do that. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, <laughs> there's no way Leah would have the quickness to maintain a fake relationship on television. I'm sorry. I like it. I, it's mean. I get it. I mean, I'm a mean person. But like, there's just I just find that extremely fucking hard to believe. Now, like another teen mom, maybe I could see that happening. But I just don't think Leah could fake it. Um, Also, it would be insane. I mean, she moved her girls in with them. I did see a lot of funny jokes like, well, the girls have to give their rings back because remember, Jalen proposed. To them to. Oh, God, I mean, I guess. Are they going to stop wearing them? I, my gut instinct is that Leah cheated. That's my gut instinct. He has removed all traces of her from his social media. As of yesterday, she still had a few pictures of him left on hers. But I, I here, here's the thing, like Leah cheats, right? Like we know that to be true that Leah cheats. Um, I wonder even if not maybe physical cheating, if she was like inappropriately texting somebody. Like Lee's a cheater. And I, I do believe people can change, by the way. I'm not somebody that's like once a cheater, always a cheater. I hope that You guys know that I don't feel that way about almost anything in this world, right? Like, I am a strong believer in that people can change. So, but when a relationship breaks up this suddenly, when it's been like this public and you, it's like, there's just no warning whatsoever to the public and one of them happens to have an extensive history of cheating, well... (sighs) It's hard not to go there, right? Like, it's it's really hard not to go there. First, I want to say I'm shocked that Jalen hasn't posted more about this. Jalen, you want followers? I'll follow you. I'll tell all of my 200 listeners. I'm just gonna have more than 200. Not that many more, but I have more than 200 listeners. But I'll tell everybody who listens to this podcast to follow you. We'll all follow you if you'll just get on Instagram and tell us what happened. We all want to know. we're all desperate to know. I think it like obviously is possible that Leah didn't cheat, and maybe I don't know. Here are some speculative ideas that I've had. I mean, I maybe maybe he's not straight and let Leah know, and she was not okay with that, right? like that that's a possibility. I'm not saying that I think that is what happened. But that's a possibility. That's kind of low on my what I think happened list, but just saying. I also think it's possible that maybe they had a really big fight and kind of like burst out of their honeymoon stage after it and had a real like sobering, oh my God, I don't know if we really want to be together type of thing. Because I think that can definitely happen especially if you remember that they've only been together for a year they've been living together for what eight ish months like that's a pretty short amount of time and it's possible that something came up that like we are not aware of and we would never be aware of of course because we're not in their relationship but that one big thing came up and they like really stepped back and were like fuck I personally believe that Jalen ended it because i I'm not sure Leah breaks up with boys. I'm not. Does she do that? I I don't know if Leah breaks up with people. I also think that Leah would go through with the marriage for not for a storyline. I don't think Leah thinks of herself in terms of like, I need to have an interesting storyline for MTV because I think. Leah's like MTV is going to follow me no matter what I do. You know, like obviously she comes up with things to show on TV, but I don't think she'd be like, we should get married just for the storyline. I I really don't think that she would do that. But as far as like presenting to the public that she's having her happy ending, I do think Leah is really interested in doing that. So I but I mean, so is Jalen, right? Like, this is just so crazy to me. Cheating is the thing that absolutely makes the most sense, but we never know. So I asked my Instagram followers to give me their quick thoughts on Le and Jalen. Like, not a whole, you know, multi-paragraph rundown. Just that fits in the question and answer box because I'm curious. So I'm gonna read through some of these. Um, a lot of like there had there had to be somebody like something that happened. It just happened so quickly, Uh, which I definitely agree with. Did it have anything to do with episodes airing and him hearing her talk about raising biracial kids? That, that is, I mean, it's not impossible. I would be kind of surprised because she did have that sister, that sister, that conversation with his sister, right? Like, I so if she said something that Jalen wouldn't have liked, I think his sister would have told him. I don't think Leah necessarily said anything bad in that conversation, but it could it could be race for, like they could have had a realization that maybe somebody in Leah's family is racist and she wasn't willing to stick up to them. Maybe she, Leah made some sort of comment, right? Like I that wouldn't shock me. I mean, it would still be surprising that that happened, but it wouldn't shock me. I mean, we know they live in West Virginia. Like, I assume that most of Leah's family is leans conservative. So I think it it possibly something could have happened around race, if not like the episode airing. Somebody said cheating or some kind of deal breaker. I totally agree with that. That's kind of what I was saying with the fight, like a deal breaker happened, which A lot of people said, I think that she didn't want to have another kid. I keep seeing that. um, You know, I've seen a lot of this. Like, Leah probably didn't want to have more kids. I don't know if I believe that to be true. (laughs) I mean, on one hand, I get it, right? Addie is, what, 10 at this point? Like, her kids are older. She really may feel that she's done. But Leah's also only 30 years old. Like, It's not like we're talking about a 45 year old who is like, oh, my God, I don't want to start all over again. I think Leah probably has a lot of friends with little kids. Her sister has little kids. Like, I think even though her girls are older, I think she very much is still in like a little kid environment. Right. Like most of my friends have little kids. Like there are very few people I know that have like 13 and up. Age children that are my age. So I think Leah's probably around little kids a lot. And I don't think it would be like a crazy lifestyle adjustment for her to have a little kid. (laughs) Little kid sounds funny. I mean, it would be, of course, I know she likes to travel and do things that she couldn't do if she had a newborn, but I don't know if Leah like actually didn't want to have more kids, or if Leah had never been in a situation in which more kids were presented. Once again, I'm going to be mean about this. I'm sorry. It's just my truth. I don't think Leah holds very strong convictions on things that she wants and doesn't want in her life. So, two years ago, I believe that Leah was like, I don't want more kids. But I also believe Leah is very much one of those people who gets into a relationship and meets somebody who wants kids. And then she's like, okay, I'll have another kid. Like, I don't know. I just don't see it being totally off the table for Leah. I, Obviously, it's possible because we know she said in the past that she doesn't want more kids. But I think Leah gets swept up. I really do. I don't think Leah would say no to somebody wanting to have another kid. I just don't. I don't think that she has her views on her own life like that strongly that she would be like, this is a deal breaker. I'm not having more kids with you. I'm glad that they broke up before they had more kids for sure because then Leah doesn't have to deal with another custody issue. I mean, that's a real blessing. But I, I don't know. I've seen that one kicked around a lot. And I would put it as like, I accept that that's a very plausible situation. But I don't necessarily think that's what happened. But if it did, I'd be like, yeah, that makes total sense. Oh, this is a good one. Someone said, I'm highly suspicious of a SpawnCon reconciliation on the horizon. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I I have to wonder how long after the breakup they decided to post on social media because they were at Cheyenne's wedding together a week and a half ago. Was that even two weeks ago, Cheyenne's wedding? I think it was two weeks ago. So they were there together two weeks ago. So I'm assuming they weren't broken up then, but I mean, maybe they were. So I wonder if they're going to do like an on and off thing. I'm kind of surprised they like posted about it. I guess it's just because I, I feel so much shame, which isn't necessarily a good quality in a person. And I know what you would say. Liz, what the fuck do you mean you feel shame? You get on this podcast and you share the dumbest shit that you have done in your life. And that's true. But as I've said in the past, like if you notice, I think people think that I reveal a lot more about myself than I actually do because I talk about my past a lot. And most of the stuff that I talk about on this podcast where I'm sharing personal and vulnerable stories are almost 10 years or more in the past at this point. So I have, I have already gotten over the shame with that and I've really like changed my life, which is how I'm able to talk about it because I'm like, I'm not that way anymore. But here's the thing. If I was in a public ass relationship like that, I would be so fucking embarrassed to post on Instagram that it was over. Now, I wouldn't do almost anything that Leah does full stop, you know, that I just wouldn't be doing that because I'm not Leah. (laughs) And I would never want to be famous. And I would never want to be an Instagram influencer. But I can't imagine, like, making such a public declaration of breaking up so soon after it happens. I would be kind of like, what's the rush? But I guess, like, they were posting each other every single day that they felt like people would notice. And so I wouldn't be shocked if they go off and on for a while. And because I don't think that this is, like, a fake relationship or a fake breakup, I don't think it's like we're planning To have a sponsored content reconciliation in the future. But I can imagine a situation in which they get back together pretty shortly and do some like big announcements. I think also the other thing is Leah's not good at keeping secrets about her life. (laughs) I mean, she was announcing she was hooking up with, you know, like as soon as her and Jalen got together, basically, she was posting about him. I I don't think that she's able to, like, maintain secrecy. I think she just wants to be able to, like, live out loud, which, I mean, good for her, I guess. Um, But, yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised to see them get back together just because this is so sudden. On that note, somebody just said this is so embarrassing. It makes me think someone cheated or something. Yeah, it is embarrassing. And it also, (sighs) the reason I lean towards Leah cheating as well is that I think she's being very mum on social media. And I wouldn't be surprised if she like agreed to let him do this final post with her and then that she wouldn't talk about it again. I don't know. Uh, I saw somebody say Leah fuck Jeremy. Now that's the question, right? Okay. Who did Leah fuck if she cheated? (laughs) If Leah cheated on Jalen... Who do we think she cheated with? Because my first thought when I saw this news was somebody get eyes on Robbie. (laughs) Because we know famously Leah fucked Robbie for a very long period of time and cheated on both Corey and Jeremy with Robbie. But also like when I like that sounds crazy to say out loud that she cheated on her both her husbands with the same person. But then when you remember that like. She cheated on both her husbands within a year and a half of each other. <laughs> like, they were just so back to back. It It's not as crazy. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe Lee and Robbie are real Charles and Camilla, you know, where they're just like the true loves and it doesn't really matter. And they're always going to come back together. <laughs> After the Queen died, I was seeing all this social media stuff The one funny well, I didn't see just one funny thing, but the very funny thing that I saw about Camila was like, we have to respect the side bitch hustle because that woman went from the side piece to the queen of fucking England. And I agree with that. <laughs> I also think Charles and Camila are like extremely happy and in love. <laughs> like, I, I really do believe that they live a very happy life together. This is off topic. But yeah, I I don't know. I don't know if she would cheat with Jeremy necessarily, but also like maybe, like maybe or maybe it's just somebody totally new or maybe he cheated. I really can't see him cheating. But also when I think about like how little we know of him, I'm like, well, why would I say that? I don't know if he would cheat or not. Quite a few comments about being sad that we won't get a cringy wedding and I so agree. I was really looking forward to Jalen's wedding because, you know, he would have planned that whole thing and it would have been so flashy and he would have been in his white tux and Lee would have been in the huge dress. Oh, I like can perfectly picture what their wedding would have looked like. And I too am bummed that we won't see that. Um, I see some people say like what happened with the house. Just Jalen's name is on the house. So, I don't know if she gave money towards the down payment. I'm not sure if we ever knew that. I would kind of think no, that he put all his money down. But, like, did she put money on renovating the house? I'm definitely curious about the house of it all. I don't think I've talked about the girls yet. Obviously, like, I feel bad for the girls. I think, one, that they genuinely really like Jalen. And two, this is... I mean, for the twins, this is the fourth guy that isn't their dad that they've lived with. If we do Jeremy, T.R., Jason, and now Jalen. This is the fourth fourth guy that she's lived with. They're only 13. Um, This is why you don't rush into shit like this when you have children. Because they were really happy with him, I think. And I think she got them really excited for, like, this new life that we're going to live. Right? Like, we're living this new life. Jalen is your new daddy. (laughs) Because, you know, they were, like, fully on that bonus dad stuff already. Jalen's your new daddy. We're a happy family. It seemed like he and Addie were very close with one another. So I would like to get Aaliyah on the horn and ask her what she thinks of this situation. (laughs) Aaliyah, if you want to be a guest on this podcast, let me know. (laughs) They're obviously the ones that I feel the worst for in this situation because... They're the ones who have their life upended every time their mom gets a new boyfriend. And while I'm sure this is hard for Leah, it's probably harder for them. But I don't know. Maybe they're just used to this shit by now. And it's just like, whatever, we knew it wouldn't last. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I need more information. I can't believe we haven't gotten more information. What the fuck is going on? Oh my god, it's so hot in my room. I'm really, really sweating. So those are my thoughts on Leah and Jalen. We'll see. We'll see what happens going forward. Hopefully, if they decide that they're going to share more, they'll wait until next week when I can share it. (laughs) That I would appreciate. Um, The other news is that Zach got sentenced for his DUI and has to do four months starting in November in jail. I know, though, that the L.A. County prison system or county jail system is, like, notorious for really bad overcrowding, so they do really shortened sentences. So I'm not sure if he's going to do all four months. Um If you'll remember, Zach had a DUI and then was also on probation and, like, left the country and got arrested on his way back in because he wasn't supposed to be leaving the country. Um So it's not just the DUI that he got the sentence for. Or this might be a second DUI. I don't know. But Zach was sentenced to four months in jail, which is Um, I guess a nice way to start your marriage. (laughs) Like, oh no, we're not taking a honeymoon. My husband has to go to jail. Like, that's tough, Cheyenne. (laughs) That's really tough. Um, okay, let's take a quick break and then we're going to talk about this week's new episode. I'm not going to do a throwback because I just... Don't have the energy to talk about two episodes this week. So I'm going to talk about the new episode, which I found pretty interesting. I figured since I knew I would spend 20 minutes talking about Lee and Jalen, that would be gravy. And then next week, probably we'll get back to the recaps. I really liked last week's format with the talking about the new episode briefly and then doing the throwback episode longer recap. I'm definitely going to try and keep doing that. I heard back from a lot of you that you really liked it. So yeah, we're going to do that, but it's just probably not going to be like an every single week thing because it's just a lot. I do a lot. <laughs> I I actually sometimes sit back and think about how much I do and I'm like, that's wild. I didn't If you had told me like four years ago that I would have two podcasts, still have my job, be in grad school, and be working an internship for 16 hours a week, I would not have believed that I was capable of that. So it is nice upon reflection that I am. But yeah, so I'm going, I want to do that format occasionally. So we'll see. We'll see where where the mood takes us. Uh, so let's take that quick break and then we'll talk about this week's interesting, in my opinion, episode. Oh, by the way, this week's Patreon episode is very relevant. I had Princess on and we talked about VH1's family therapy with which, if you will remember, is where Brittany was told that her father was not her biological father on national television. Of course, Princess and I talked for two and a half hours about the show, because when have we ever talked for less than two hours? So go to patreon.com slash Liz Explains. I also have a bunch of Sister Wives stuff up there right now. Sister Wives is crushing it this season. (laughs) Just absolutely knocked out of the ballpark good. Um And last week I did an Amanda Knox episode, and I just have a bunch of stuff up there. So patreon.com dot, Patreon dot slash Liz Explains. Okay, I actually liked this week's episode of Teen Mom. I thought that it was nice to shake things up. I do like watching the cast all together doing things and talking about things, which is why I like at first was like, oh, I really like family reunion, but then I realized I don't necessarily want multiple episodes of that. So I think this like one-off episode in the middle of the season where we don't have to see people's lives and we can just see them having fun together and also having interesting conversations was interesting. <laughs> I just use interesting like 82 times, but I liked it. I thought it was entertaining. I found Cheyenne to be really uh, compelling in this episode. So, yeah, let's get into it. Okay, so it starts out with Kate saying that she's going to be planning a birthday party for Amber. She calls Amber a a, a recluse. And I was like, damn, that's harsh. (laughs) I mean, it's accurate, but that's kind of, (laughs) like, harsh. Just say about your friend. <laughs> but I, I mean, I think she's right. She doesn't really go outside. She also says that she has to have Jade pick up Amber because Amber doesn't like to fly alone, Um, which is something I can't relate to at all. I do everything alone. Well, not everything, <laughs> but I'll do anything alone, basically. Almost anything alone. Like I am a person that I mean, I feel like I've been flying alone since I was a teenager. I mean, I I don't feel like that. That is a true statement. I have never really been a person that's, like, scared of doing things by myself. I love to go out to eat by myself. I love to go to the movies by myself. Um, I often go to the movies by myself. I prefer it because I also don't like to plan to go to movies. I like to just be like, I'm going to go see a movie. Like, on Sunday, I was going out to do errands, and I was like, maybe I should go to movies instead. And I went and saw Bros, which, by the way, I loved like I thought bros was so good it was laugh out loud funny I really really laughed I found it to be very gay in a good way and that they weren't like tampering down like the sex aspect of it there was a lot of anal sex which I mean I think that's good like this is a movie about gay people they should be talking about gay sex in it I'm so I'm glad that they didn't shy away from that I found it to be extremely sweet heartwarming I cried I mean I love a rom-com and this really hit for me I saw some criticisms of it and yeah it's not like a perfect movie but I was kind of expecting not to like it that much and I really enjoyed it I would watch it again like I think when it comes to streaming I'll probably watch it again I I like Billy Eckner I know a lot of people don't but I like him difficult people was One of my favorite shows. Um, So I really like him and his chemistry with his love interest was just, it was really lovely. I just really liked it. (laughs) I'm a five stars for bros person. Now I'm like, I want to watch it again. I just feel like I haven't watched a good rom-com. Oh, you know what? The last movie that really made me feel that way was The Worst Person in the World, which is a a movie from Norway, I think. It's a Norwegian movie. Um, that's a romantic comedy, kind of. It's more of, about like a a woman's journey through life than like a rom com because she doesn't like. I don't want to spoil it, but I really love it. I believe it's on Hulu. Um, I don't watch a lot of stuff with subtitles at home because I've bad ADHD and it's hard for me to just look at the screen. But I watched with subtitles. I loved it. I it really there this. There's a scene in it. Uh, with her meeting this guy at a wedding. That is truly, like, one of the most romantic scenes in a movie. I just loved it so much. So I think it's just rare that we have, like, really touching stories about love in this day and age. And so I liked Birds a lot. Okay, we're off topic. Where were we? Oh, going to do things by ourselves. But I know Amber struggles with a lot of stuff. I bet Amber doesn't really leave her house, would be my guess. I don't think... First of all, I think Amber doesn't like to be in public for a bunch of reasons, but I think Amber does not like to be recognized. Remember a couple years ago when they went to Florida, well, I guess they're in Florida here. They were like in Fort Lauderdale together and she was like flipped out being in the grocery store and like people recognizing her. I think Amber has a lot of paranoia around people recognizing her, which I can definitely understand. If you're already a person that's struggling with social anxiety and sensory overload and just paranoia and anxiety, and then like strangers are coming up to you and they want to talk to you and they act like they already know you and they're your friend, I can understand how that's probably really overwhelming if you are not in the headspace to deal with it. But I don't think Amber is in a very healthy place with like being able to leave her house. I think that there has to be a balance obviously between like not loving being in public and being able to leave your home. Like I I'm curious if Amber has pretty pretty severe agoraphobia in many ways. I mean, she went on this trip, she goes on the work stuff obviously. But I just worry for her. I would bet she eats all of her food delivered. She probably spends hundreds of dollars a month on DoorDash, thousands of dollars a month on DoorDash, maybe. Um, Everything gets delivered. She does all her shopping online. The internet makes it really easy to never leave your home. (laughs) Really easy. Um, And I bet like the only place she really goes is like Gary's to film. So it is good that she got up and went on this trip. And actually, she seemed to have a fun time on this trip. I found Amber to be very light is a word I would guess I would use to describe it. Like she was in a good mood this whole time and it was enjoyable to watch. So Caitlin calls Macy to tell her that they're going to be doing this little trip and they're like, yeah, that's so great. Um, We get a scene of Leah talking to her friend about the trip. Leah's eyelashes look insane in this scene, by the way. I do not know what's going on. She says that she's going on the trip, but she's a little worried about the drama because She's 30, she doesn't want to have drama, and she's like, but I won't be bullied, which I don't know. She also says she likes to keep her circle small. I feel like Leah's perception of herself is extremely different from the perception that I have of her. Anytime Leah is talking about herself and being insightful, I'm like, "Really? <laughs> is that true?" I don't know. I just like when she's like, I like to keep my circle small. I'm like, you do? (laughs) It's just, I mean, Leah's never had like a ton of friends around, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't have ever been like Leah likes to keep her circle small. Like Amber likes to keep her circle small. I just, it's like, you know, when she said that she's so guarded and she's so resistant to loving someone and she has such bad trust issues. And I'm like, huh? Maybe the perception we have of Leah on television is just totally different from how she is in real life, which I will be willing to admit is possible to be true. I don't believe that to be true because I'm not sure how you can be on a reality TV show from the time you're 16 years old to the age of 30. (laughs) That's crazy, by the way. (laughs) That's fucking crazy how long these people have been on television. I'm just not really sure that you can put on a persona for that long but it's always surprising to me when I hear her talk about herself because I'm like I don't think that I see you the way that you see yourself which is probably for the best right like she probably shouldn't have the same self-perception of herself that I have of her but when she says like I like to keep my circle small I don't like drama I'm like "Mm -hmm." When people say they don't like drama, I'm like, what does that mean? You know, here's the thing. People that don't like drama don't have drama. And that is a real fact. Now, there are lots of people who don't like drama that have, like, conflict in their life and things come up that are issues. But I think of drama as, like, petty bullshit between people. Um, Like, I think if you're going through a bad custody case, like, that's probably not... I wouldn't consider that to be like drama in your life. You know, like that's like a real conflict that you have to deal with. But remember when we were kids and people would put on their MySpace profile, like I hate drama. Like that's how I always knew that you like drama. And I am a person that likes drama. (laughs) But I like to watch other people's drama. I like to hear about drama. I like to talk about it on my podcasts, in which I talk about drama. But I don't necessarily like want to have conflict like that in my own life. So I don't, right? Like, I don't have friends in my life that I, like, fight with. But also, like, I live a totally different life from Leah and the rest of the moms on these casts. So it's kind of crazy for me to compare my life to them. I always say that people shouldn't compare themselves in almost any aspect of their life to the teen moms because I hate when people are like, (laughs) if I went to my job and I tried to fight with someone, I would be fired. And I'm like, okay, but you're not on a television show. (laughs) But uh, at the same time, I feel like if you really hated drama, you would have left Teen Mom a long time ago. Because being on a reality TV show is having drama in your life. Like, that's what these shows feature. And I do think that is a big reason that Chelsea left this show. And I'm not saying that Chelsea's perfect. That is not what I'm saying. Please don't get it twisted. But... I do believe that Chelsea was not interested in having her life shown a certain way that she had no control over and having to deal with the 24-7 criticism about it. And so she's like, fuck it. I can make money on Instagram She's gonna have an HGTV show. She's like, this is not worth it to me, and I can really reduce the drama in my life by leaving the show. She doesn't want to talk about Adam. She doesn't want to fight with her mom on camera. Like, she didn't want that, so she left the show. So when a reality TV star, especially, is like, I just don't like drama. I'm like, mm, I don't think so. I don't. I I don't think that is true. I I really don't. Um, there's a really funny moment, Bree. <laughs> walks out of her room to talk to Brittany and she's like, what do you think of this hat? And it's like a, a, a cow, a cow printed leopard hat, a cow printed cowboy hat. And Brittany goes, it makes me think, bitch, I'm a cow, which is like that early Doja Cat song. <laughs> uh, Brittany's very funny. I'm feeling um real warmth towards Brittany at this point because I just watched those family therapy episodes in which I sobbed along with her and Brie crying about Brittany's father, I found that to be incredibly moving and sad and fucked up. And I was, like, really crying about it. So I, I'm i really feeling for Brittany right now. I really am. Uh, Brie says she's not sure he's going to be there because Brie has issues with Ashley and Leah. Um, I mean, Bree's had issues with Ashley forever, right? And I think that her issues with Leah... Well, we know what they are. Bree and Jade don't like that last year at the reunion. Remember when Leah was like, I'm not sure why Kale's not here. And Jade turned around and went, really? And then Leah was like, they're mean girl bullies. When Jade is like, it's so obvious that I was telling you a joke, which I agree with Jade there. Like, well, one, once again, you're on a reality television show. You're on a reunion stage and you're being asked about drama. (laughs) Like That's why Kale isn't there. I don't necessarily disagree with Leah walking off stage. I think I talked about this when the episode aired. I don't necessarily disagree with that. I think that she knew like there was nothing that she was going to say that was going to look good. And she didn't trust MTV to handle the situation well. So she disengaged from the situation, which I think totally makes sense. I mean, I would have liked to see Leah sit there and fight. But I don't disagree with her walking off stage. But I also am like, who doesn't know that Jade was just kind of like fucking around there? Like, she wasn't coming at Leah. She wasn't like, "Uh, you fucking bitch. You think that you don't know? You're going to get up here and be a two-faced liar? Like, it wasn't like that. It was so, such a quick off-the-cuff remark that I am just like, really, Leah? I just really don't get why Leah Then continue to act so negatively about it online and wrote that long post like I get why Jade and Brie are annoyed about that. So Brie is unsure like how this is going to go. Cheyenne is telling Zach about the vacation and she calls Ashley to invite her. And Ashley's like, is there going to be liquor? Is there going to be top shelf liquor? And they're kind of laughing. And Ashley's like, all right, I'll come if there be top, top shelf liquor. But then we see Barr and Ashley talking and Ashley's like, I'm not going to that shit. <laughs> she's like, no. And you know what? I think Ashley made the totally right choice. I don't think Ashley should be on a big cash trip where Brie and Jade are there. Ashley still got paid the same amount of money as those girls because she's featured in this episode. So she got her episode appearance fee. And yeah, I, I think that she made the right choice. I do think that Ashley... For all of her flaws, is pretty good at recognizing. If she is calm, she's pretty good at recognizing, like, I shouldn't be in this situation. And, like, I'm not going to put myself in this situation. Oh, by the way, Ashley's sister, Chris, (sighs) posted some shit. Like, Kanye's right. The Jews do control the world. Look it up. (sighs) Somebody sent it to me and was like, did you see this? And I was like, actually, I didn't. And I don't know. I was like, I was thinking, I was like, should I post this on Instagram? But I just don't. It's just exhausting, you know, like this Kanye stuff and the Jewish conspiracy theory stuff, which by the by, is absolutely creeping into the Bravo Real Housewives fandom with Beverly Hills because Nikki Hilton is married to a Rothschild. And if you don't know, the Rothschilds are like the so much of like the Jewish globalist conspiracy bullshit is like based on the Rothschilds. And I keep seeing people in the Bravo subreddit be like, Kathy Hilton is so powerful, which by the way, LOL. No, she's fucking not. And they're like, she could just call Nikki, who's married to a Rothschild, and get it so that Lisa Renna can't get a loan anywhere. And I'm like, take a step back. <laughs> like, please take a step back from this because this is really teetering right now. This is really teetering. Um, I think a lot of people don't realize when they're sharing conspiracy theory stuff or they're talking about a family like the Rothschilds that they're dabbling in uh, anti-Semitism. I just, I don't know. I... <sighs> It's really bad what she said, what Chris said, and I just don't feel like talking about Kanye more and, like, bringing it on my page. It's really, it's hard to decide sometimes, like, what stuff I want to cover and what stuff I don't, you know? Because it's like, yeah, Chris shouldn't say shit like this. Like, this is bad. Like, this is really bad. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, "Mm, I just don't really want to deal with that right now. You know, I just don't really. Okay, so Ashley basically is like, I just really don't want to go. Bar is like, well, I think you shouldn't totally write it off. But she's like, I just am probably not going. So then we're in Florida with all the girlies. Leah's in the car and she goes, or not Leah, Macy's in the car. And she's like, Leah and I were supposed to be on the plane together, but she missed it. And I'm like, huh, Do, do Leah and Macy live close to each other? Is, does Macy or does Leah fly out of like Chattanooga? I don't, I was surprised. Maybe they met a connector flight. I, I was surprised to hear that. Um, so they're in Florida, they're like two hours outside of Orlando, and they're going glamping. It's the day of, and they're like, we're not sure who's coming. And I'm like, yeah, because the producers plan this trip. <laughs> uh, Kate and Cheyenne are there, then Macy and like all the other girls are starting to show up. So Cheyenne calls Ashley and Ashley's, she's like, when do you land? Ashley's like, "Mm, I'm not coming. And then she shares like, you know, Bar just got home from rehab two days ago and it's just a lot right now and I just don't really want to go. I think that was a really good excuse. Also in this scene, I noticed, and this is something I noticed a lot about Caitlin. I don't think she really gets credit for it, but I think Caitlin is a person who like genuinely cares about the people that she knows lives because They're all kind of like, oh, okay. And Caitlyn's in the back and she's like, how did Holly do with bar and rehab? (laughs) Like like, she didn't need to ask that, you know, like they could have easily had this conversation without Caitlyn asking like a nice follow up question, trying to see like how her family is doing. Um, I remember Mackenzie McKee said that when her mom died, Caitlyn sent her like this beautiful little angel gift. I think Caitlyn is that person. And I I just don't think it gets recognized a lot because I don't think it's like a big thing. But I, I think Caitlyn is one of those people who like if your kid has something going on, like she'll call you a week, week later and be like, oh, my God, how did that go? Like she genuinely cares about her friends' lives or and I'm not saying that if you don't do that, you don't care about your friends' lives. But I think she's one of those people that goes out of her way to ask questions about people's lives, to follow up with them, to let them know that she's thinking about them. I think it's a nice quality in a person. And I definitely think that Kate is that person. Um, okay. So, uh, eventually Jade, Amber, and Brie show up. Brie looked really beautiful on this trip, by the way. Her hair was like really just Working, it was like a little humid from being out in the swamplands, so it was frizzy. It just she looked really pretty. So they all get there. It's Amber's birthday, so they greet Amber by holding a cake and singing happy birthday to her. They eat the cake. Amber at one point is like, "I haven't been drunk in three years, and I'm like, oh, Amber. I still am of the mind that Amber should not drink. She did do fine on this trip from everything that we saw. MTV didn't show her, you know, having any issues. I just feel like Amber is a person who has so much mental health issues. She has such a bad history. She has so much to lose. Well, does she at this point? theoretically Amber has so much to lose I just don't see any value that drinking adds to her life I don't think drinking adds any value whatsoever to her life so like why do it you know it just and I know that's me being like a sober person so I think it's easier for me to say but I I do believe that Amber shouldn't drink I really do okay so they decide that night they're all gonna go line dancing they're like we're gonna get line dancing lessons and I was like oh okay that's cool, I guess. And I thought they were going to go get line dancing lessons. (laughs) What I was really thinking of? To my Southern Charm Watchers, which I am not anymore. But do you remember in season two, I think that's season two, when they go to Jekyll Island and they're taking those dancing classes and like Catherine gets a call and Thomas is like, you have to come home. And Landon's like, you shouldn't go home. You don't need to do that. And they were like taking Dancing lessons at that point, that's what I was imagining a thing like that, like a private, very reality TV show activity. But this was not an activity, they went to like a bar that they called a honky tonk once they got there. I don't really know, like, when honky tonk is used, (laughs) like, I don't know that that's a word that I'm like, is that I? I don't think I would ever call something that because I just, I'm like, I don't, I don't really know. But they're at a country bar and I, okay, here's the thing. I think that Cheyenne didn't quite realize what rural Florida is like. I think Cheyenne has probably spent a lot of time in South Florida, which is extremely diverse. It's pretty liberal. I mean, not always and... (laughs) You know, it's a whole thing. But for the most part, it is like living in the north. Most of the people there are either from the northeast or their parents are from the northeast. If they were born in Florida, it's very likely their parents were not. And it's just like transplant area. But out where they are is the south. And it's weird because Florida definitely has like distinct cultural norms. Like, when I lived in West Palm Beach, which is South Florida, like, I did not feel like I lived in the South at all. That was not the vibe. Honestly, culturally, it was pretty similar to Pennsylvania, where I live outside of Philly. Like, it, there really is not, like, a big cultural difference between the two. Um, But where they are, it's, like, Florida-Georgia line type of thing. I don't know exactly where they were, but I'm kind of assuming it was... Like, north of Orlando, probably closer to Gainesville or, like, Tallahassee. And, like, that's the south. That is, like, full below the Mason-Dixon line. It's almost like (laughs) the Mason-Dixon line, like, comes back down from Maryland, Pennsylvania, Delaware area. And then, like, plops itself at, like, uh, maybe, like, Cocoa Beach, Florida. (laughs) like, And then the rest of it from down is not like that. Cheyenne is really uncomfortable and I don't blame her. At one point, Jade turns to her and goes, you're the only black person here. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I think Jade was like trying to be like, I recognize that you're uncomfortable, but it it was just the way she said it, I thought was kind of weird. Not saying she was like being racist. I was just like, that's kind of weird. Um, they're all getting really drunk. Uh Amber goes out in the middle and she's dancing. She's having fun. And I'm like, well, I can kind of see why she wants to drink because I don't think she'd be able to do this sober. I think when she's drunk, she can go out to these bars and have fun, which is true for a lot of people, right? They're all having fun. Uh, Cheyenne kind of goes outside and she is like, she FaceTimes her dad. Is this where she FaceTimes her dad? Mm, no she might do that tomorrow sorry so she's out there just like this is this is really a lot and Brie comes out and she's like oh yeah I needed I needed a break too and Cheyenne's kind of like I'm the only black girl here like this is kind of weird and Brie's like yeah but then they start talking about Leah and Cheyenne's like so are you friends with Leah? What's going on with Leah? And Bree's like, look, I don't like that at family reunion last year, we all made a pact not to talk about each other online. We all agreed that if we had a problem, we would go directly towards to one another. We left there. It was fine. We went to the reunion. Yeah, there was that like little weird moment, but she's like, we hugged goodbye. Everything was fine. Then months later, when the episode airs, Leah's online talking shit and like Bree ch- DM'd her and was like, why are you saying this? And she's like, I just don't like that she went and did that when we had all agreed not to. And I was like, you know what? I'm on Bree's side there. <laughs> I am. Because Leah could have written that post and explained her walk-off in a way that did not include the rest of her cast and fully, like, was like, I just didn't love the tone of where it was going and I knew what the producers were trying to do and I didn't want to give them that so I decided to just remove myself instead of participating in it. Like, she didn't have to include the mean girl bully thing. Like, they agreed not to talk about each other online. So I, I get why Brie is annoyed with that. I mean, is it a little hypocritical for Brie? Sure. But I don't, I, it's, Everybody else makes it seem like Brie has kept up her end of this pact. And it seems like Leah is the only one that anybody is kind of questioning with this. Uh, She's like, you know, I just like I don't really care for Leah or Ashley. And Shai's like, well, I really think you should talk to her. Then they go and they ride the bull. You know, they're all drunk. They're having fun. It's the next day. Uh, They play a little truth or dare type game. It's raining. Uh, We got a scene of Leah and Amber drinking Bloody Marys with Frappuccinos. (laughs) Which is funny for Leah, not funny for Amber. I'm sorry. I just like can't look at Amber drinking in any way but negatively. It's, it just, it worries me. It really, really worries me. So they're talking about like what's going on in Amber's life. And she's like, everybody's just been against me for three years They're talking about if James is going to move to California. And Leah's like, why California? And Amber's like, well, because that's where he's from. But, like, he doesn't have anybody out there. He doesn't have a house besides his mom's house. He doesn't. (laughs) It's like, yeah, his mom's Malibu mansion, you mean. (laughs) Uh, Jade and Bree eat lunch together and they both acknowledge that it's a little awkward with Leah. And this is when Jade is like. I thought everybody knew that I was joking on stage. She's like, I really did. Like, I just didn't think anybody would have taken that seriously. And they just both agree that they're aggravated that Leah broke the pact. And they're trying to figure out if they should say something or not. And Bree thinks that they should. So then we get a scene of Cheyenne FaceTiming with her dad, which at first I was pretty surprised to see because I... Don't think I mean, I guess she has that podcast with her dad, but I know that she's like close with her dad. But I would have assumed that if she was like having a weird situation, she would call her mom or her sister first. But she calls her dad and she's like, I don't like it here. She's like, I really don't like this. I am the only black person when we walk in anywhere. She's like, I didn't realize that this is what it was going to be like, which I think is totally fair. I think Cheyenne much like probably I would have assumed, thought they were just like going to this glamping place and they would like hang out outside. And like, I don't think she knew that they would be in like country bars. She said that there were Confederate flags and she just was like super, super uncomfortable. And she said, full stop, she said, I don't feel safe. She said, I know what it's like to be the only black girl in the room. I am the only black girl black girl in the room a lot. Like, it's not that. But she's like, but this is the first time I felt unsafe as the only black girl in the room. And I was like, fuck. I, I'm really glad that they talked about this. I honestly haven't seen a lot of, like, feedback about the episode online. So I don't know what other people are feeling. But I thought Cheyenne was really vulnerable in this episode. I... I appreciated that she was willing to talk about how she was feeling. She told her dad, like, she didn't know if she should say something because if she complains, then she's the complaining black girl and she doesn't want to be that. And I thought her dad was great. He's like, you can complain. He's like, you complaining isn't saying that there's like some injustice in the world. You're just letting them know how you feel. He's like, you should let them know that. You are a black girl who's not from the South, who is not used to these environments and you're not feeling safe about it. And I thought that was really good advice. He was like, you should, you should say how you're feeling. I understand though from Cheyenne, it's like, is this even worth it? It's like that fucking, like I was just saying with like the, the anti-Semitic stuff where I'm like, I don't really feel like dealing with this. Like I don't, and it's such a different situation because what Chris said has actually no impact on my life. And like, I can just ignore that Instagram post and keep on with my day. But I can understand to a certain extent, I won't even pretend it's like anywhere close to what Cheyenne is dealing with here, where you're like, I don't know if I want to be the one that brings this up because then I bring it up and I'm the complainer and I'm just the person complaining about race or anti-Semitism or whatever. And I just don't want to be that person. Um, So I appreciated Cheyenne like Letting MTV film her calling her dad and, like, presenting the audience with the topic this way, I thought that was a good – it was, like, a good introduction to how Cheyenne was feeling, and it makes the rest of the episode make sense. So they go to a rodeo that night, and Cheyenne is really uncomfortable from the jump. Uh, She eventually gets up and leaves – because, like, this guy is riding around, like, on his horse, like, cracking his whip. I'm not sure if that's why she actually left. I think that was just the way that MTV was filming it. But Cheyenne was like, I I don't like this. I don't feel good. And I was really surprised by how this turns out. Because Cheyenne gets up and walks out. And Macy is the first to follow her. And I was like, oh, shit. Because, I mean, Macy is from Tennessee. Macy is not somebody who I feel like (laughs) has, like, really been vocal on race issues in America. You know, she had those Black Lives Matter t-shirts, but then at the same time, she had those Blue Lives Matter t-shirts up on that website. Like, I wouldn't think of Macy as the person on this cast to be Cheyenne's ally, but I was happy to see that. I also think Macy and Cheyenne are real friends. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't necessarily believe that Amber and Macy are friends. (laughs) I think Amber and Caitlin are friends. I don't, I think that Macy and Amber have a connection with one another from being on the show together for so many years, but they don't talk on the phone, you know, like Macy and Amber aren't friends like that. I don't think Macy's friends with Caitlyn like that. I bet Caitlyn and Macy are in the DMs like, oh my God, he's so cute, like about their kids. Um, but I don't think they're like friends like that. But I think Cheyenne and Macy are legitimate friends is kind of what the vibe that I've been getting since, I guess since family reunion, i that that they're li- I think their lives out of like the rest of the cast probably line up pretty similarly, like what their day-to-days look like, I would guess, like more so than with Amber. And I just think, you know, Caitlin and Tyler are kind of doing their own thing in Michigan. <laughs> but yeah, I was I was happy to see that. Macy like wasn't like, oh my god, what's going on? Are you okay? Like she just like popped up and walked out with Cheyenne. I was like, good, that's good. Um, uh, uh, Cheyenne is like outside and she's like, I just really don't like this. I don't like this. Uh, Bree follows them really quickly and then Jade follows them really quickly. And Jade is actually the one that I think I would have thought would be a little more outspoken about all of this. I'm not sure why. I just think that Jade is loud, I guess. <laughs> I think that's also part of it. I think Macy is quiet and Jade is loud. But I, at the end of the day, I'm like not shocked that. It's Macy, Cheyenne, Jade and Brie that leave and Caitlin, Amber and Leah stay and are like having the time of their lives. Like it's Amber's birthday. They're having they're really drunk. They're having so much fun. Um, I guess like half of them go home. The other half come later and we get a really weird segue into this conversation. So suddenly we're back at the campsite. The Most of the girls, except for Caitlin, are sitting around the campfire and Cheyenne is standing four feet away, if that, maybe two feet away, (laughs) talking to another producer who is black, a black woman, and saying, like, she's really upset. She's like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to talk to the cast about it. This is bullshit. I don't like being here. She's like, why am I the only person who saw the Confederate flag? They all saw the Confederate flag. You saw the Confederate flag. Um, and I was like, what's going on here? Like, not what is she saying? Because everything she was saying makes total sense. But it was a really weird transition into a scene. And I, I would bet they were all sitting there. And a the producer said, Cheyenne, did you leave the rodeo because you felt like it was racist? Like, I I think that's probably what happened. They knew from the night before that she wasn't really feeling comfortable. They filmed her talking to her dad. I would bet a lot of money that production was pushing Cheyenne to talk about this. And by the time that they let us in, Cheyenne is like up and talking to the producer because I was like, she's kind of talking about the other girls in a way that's, in my opinion, totally fine. But Very weird if she just like out of nowhere popped up and was standing two feet behind them talking to a producer and being like, why don't they care? (laughs) Like It would just, it wouldn't make any fucking sense. It's so clear that production must have been pushing this and Cheyenne kind of like snapped and was like, I don't want, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to do that. But I guess eventually she's agreeing. Cheyenne is, she's crying. She's frustrated and She sits down and she's like, you know, I'm trying to go with the flow. I'm trying not to, like, make a scene, but I don't I don't like it here. I don't feel safe. And she's like, did any of you see the Confederate flags? And they all said no. And I guess I'm just confused about this. I mean, I guess not so much for Macy or Leah who live in the South, but like anytime I see Confederate flag, I'm like, ugh. And not just because I try to be anti-racist, but because like, I mean, and there are people in Pennsylvania who fly the flag, which is fucking stupid, but you see it every once in a blue moon. But it's rare to see the Confederate flag in my life. Like in my day to day, I do not see the Confederate flag almost ever. Like every once in a while, I'll see a bumper sticker or something, but it's not something that I see a lot. So when I do see it, it's very noticeable. So I was kind of surprised. I mean, I don't know if it's flown a lot in Indiana, but like Jade and Amber live like in the Indianapolis suburbs. Like I wouldn't expect it to be flown a lot there. And Caitlin's up in Michigan, but she is in rural Michigan. So I think rural Michigan is a lot by the way, rural is the worst word in the world for a speech impediment, and I am the rural juror when I do that. Um, every time I try to say that word, I hear myself saying rural juror. It's so bad. <laughs> but I think that, like, rural Michigan is a lot like rural Pennsylvania is my understanding. So I don't know. Maybe Cheyenne does see it. Um, or not Cheyenne, excuse me. Caitlin does see it. But I'm like, what the fuck? They don't like, I don't know. I just, it's hard for me to be in the mindset of people go into a country. Like if I went into that country bar, the first thing I would have done is looked around for Confederate flags. Oh my God. Suri just went off and scared the shit out of me. And I would look for Trump hats and Trump shirts. That's what I was at. Um, like I went pumpkin picking or apple picking in Virginia, in the mountains, and, like, immediately my eyes were, like, and I saw Trump shirts, like, right away, and I was like, ugh, you know, like, I don't know. I just look for that type of stuff, but I will say I probably wouldn't have turned to Cheyenne and been, like, hey, are you comfortable being here as the only black person? Like, I don't know if that would have crossed my mind. I really don't, because I don't have to have that perspective on life, right? Like, I hope that I would have that perspective, but I don't know if I would. Um, and it's easy to sit here and be like, I would absolutely say something, but I just, I don't know if I would. But Cheyenne is like, you know, I can't go to these places and not notice it. And so there's a weird thing in which somebody asks, there were Confederate flags there and they have the camera and they do this a couple times. They have the camera on Leah not saying anything and they, like, you hear somebody else asking a question or saying something. And I'm like, who asked that Confederate flags question? Like, I, I genuinely couldn't tell who it was. I think it might have been Amber. Macy is the one who was like, "Yep, it was on t-shirts, it was on flags. And, um, I wrote, they have the, oh, (laughs) my notes get a little confusing there. So, It's just weird. I'm like, who asked that? And why do they have the camera on Leah and not on the person who asked it? Uh, Leah's like, well, I just thought we were having a good time. (laughs) And Amber's like, I did, too. I thought everything was good. And once again, I'm kind of wondering, like, what conversation was happening before that we that caused Cheyenne to get up and a producer to have to basically like pull her back and force her to talk about this, Um, because I do I don't think Leah is perfect in any way, shape or form, clearly, but I do think that Leah would be trying to have a conversation in which she was like, oh my God, yeah. I mean, like more like the biracial child conversation that she had last week, I guess is what I'm trying to say, or two weeks ago. So it's surprised to just hear her be like, I thought we were having fun, but also they were drunk. By the way, everybody's really drunk in this scene. Macy is <laughs> really drunk in this scene. Leah is really drunk in this scene. And so, you know, maybe Leah wasn't like being as aware of the cameras because she was drunk. So Leah says that, you know, as a white woman, I just can't relate to how Cheyenne is feeling, which is true. And... Cheyenne is like, you know, Macy and I have had super, like, super open conversations about this offline. I've talked to Amber about this offline. And this is when I was like, oh, I think Cheyenne and Macy are friends. (laughs) Like, I I think they're friends. Uh, And I think Cheyenne and Amber have a friendly back and forth, but I, I don't know if I would say that I believe that they're friends. Um, Amber says, you know, people are just too scared to ask questions. They don't want to ask the wrong thing, which I think is true, but not necessarily okay. You know, just because people are scared, uh, doesn't mean that it's okay that they're not asking questions, basically. Bree then says, this is wild. (laughs) Bree has always had issues with, uh, anti-Black racism I believe there are tweets of her saying the N-word. Roxanne is like a hardcore Trumper. There's been some stuff said about Devoyne. If you'll remember, like, no they didn't really handle Nova's hair very well when they first joined Teen Mom 2. That was like a big issue. And Bree said, you know, I'm Hispanic, but I've never been in a position where racism has affected me. So I just am not sure what to say. And I'm like... Okay, sure, if she says that, why would I doubt her, you know, her personal experience? But then she says, you know, I have an African-American daughter and she's never experienced any racism and I'm just not sure how to approach it. And I'm like, girl, girl, what the fuck? (laughs) Oh, my God. What are you talking about? Bree, When she said that, I felt really, really sad for Nova because I'm like, oh my God, her mother is not doing anything to educate herself on racism or what it's like to have a black daughter. Nova is unambiguously black. Like, the, what is Brie doing? What is Brie doing? Why is Brie not educating herself on this? God. I, I, Cheyenne's face when Brie was saying This was really funny When Brie was like I've never experienced racism Cheyenne was like mm. <laughs> "Um, Amber Okay so Then Bree says, like, I've been here before. I've been here with my daughters and there was tons of black people and we went to the rodeo and we were sitting next to black people at the rodeo and it just wasn't like this before. And Cheyenne's like, but you know what I'm saying, right? And Bree's like, no, I know what you're saying. It was totally different this time. I was glad. I was a little more worried when she started being like, it wasn't like that last time. But I was glad when she's like, yeah, I didn't like it there either. I was uncomfortable. Then they start saying that the girls that were sitting next to them were making racist comments, um, that I guess Leah, Amber, and Kate, where they were sitting, by the way, Kate's asleep for this. (laughs) She just went to bed after, which is a real Liz Bentley move, to be honest. Like, everybody's like, let's hang out more. And I'm like, I need to go lay down in my bed for two hours before I fall asleep so I can have alone time. But Amber's like, oh my god, I had no idea that was even happening. We didn't hear that. And Jade's like, yeah, they were Saying shit and Bree's like they were saying shit. That's why we wanted to leave too. I was glad that Cheyenne and or Brie and Jade were backing up Cheyenne's position and weren't being like, well, we didn't see it, but like we wanted to be with you. Like they were really they were validating what happened. I guess is good. And Macy is Macy's like <laughs> shockingly good in this conversation because they start talking about how like for Cheyenne you know, being the only black person in the room can be really scary in these situations. And um, Macy's like, yeah, you shouldn't have to bring that up. She's like, I, when we walked into that bar last night, I should have turned around and asked if you were comfortable there. Tonight at the rodeo, like, I should have been asking if you're comfortable there. And I was like, yeah, Macy, good for you. And Cheyenne's like, well, I don't want you to have to do that. I want to be able to do it on my own. And Macy's like, Okay, but I should be doing that. I should be doing that. And going forward, I want to make sure that I'm doing that. I thought it was a good conversation. Honestly, I really did. I thought Shy was being very honest and vulnerable. I thought that Macy was being good. Brie, I don't know what the fuck is going on with you, girl. Like, you need to go get some anti-racism books because I am worried for Nova uh, Jade wasn't really saying much and Leah wasn't really saying much. Suddenly, suddenly, we're talking about Brie and Leah. <laughs> it is so weird. Um, four of the girls were on, I think Cheyenne, Brie, uh, Macy, and somebody else were on live together. And I guess they were saying that... Um. They had had a whole conversation before they got to the Leah thing. And that's why it was so weird because it was weird. I was like, what? (laughs) It was really, really bad editing. But Brie Bakes basically brings up that she really feels forced with Leah. And she's like, I just don't want to be in a friendship that's forced. And Macy's like, okay, but like, can you guys get there? Can you get to a better place? And Leah's like, yeah, you know, I'm like open to it. I'm open to having a conversation. Bree's like, but we did have a conversation in the DMs and I don't feel like it went anywhere. And Leah's like, okay, but maybe we could talk again. And uh, Bree says like, we could have spoke about this in person if you had an issue with this. And Leah's like, could we? And Bree's like, yeah, I gave you a hug goodbye. Like I thought everything was fine. The thing that I thought was interesting is so then Jade brings up like the pact, and the rest of the girls, Cheyenne, Macy, and Amber, are like, Yeah, you broke the pact. You broke it. That wasn't right. And I was kind of surprised. So it's like, wow, I'm I I'm kind of surprised they're on Bree's side over Leah's. I don't know why, but I wasn't really expecting that. So Macy's so drunk being like, you just need to talk to each other, okay? Yeah, I need to talk to each other. (laughs) Cheyenne is like, you know, Leah, I just feel like I really don't know you at all. And I feel like anytime you show me a little bit of a glimpse of yourself, you then like turn it off and I don't get to see it again. And I want to see it. And Leah's like, yeah, I'm really shy. I'm trying not to be shy. And then Leah says, my intentions are pure as fuck, okay? They're always pure. Am I the only person who finds it weird to say that your intentions are pure? Like, I don't, something about it, I don't know. It's just a weird line that I can't really imagine myself saying. And that's where we end up. So yeah, I thought it was a good episode. I hope we know more next time we talk about Leah and Jalen. Let's all keep our eyes out. If some big news comes out about it, I promise you I'll see it. You don't have to send it to me. (laughs) Anyway, I hope everyone has a good week. Go to patreon.com slash Liz Explains and I will talk to you again next week. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Solid Listen Network. Find me on Instagram at feathers underscore pod.